What's happening, y'all? I wanted to switch it up a little bit and add some audio, but it has been an endeavor to get this audio recorded. I'm going impromptu, which means that I want to speak more in the way um, that I would if we were sitting down for coffee or walking in the city, which is still inherently pretty intense. But um, I, I turned my television off more than a year and a half ago in large part because of the insane amount of media coverage that Donald Trump was leading to presidency and during his term. We obviously saw uh, a, a steep break in convention. But, but the reality is that the man still has influence in American politics, and it's pretty alarming. It's still fascinating to see that um, uh, Republicans have not found a way to turn their back on Trump. It's almost like they're going through him like he's the king of the Republican Party, which he might be. Apparently, we can have kings of parties in America. So I've been paying attention to this Trump spec, which actually came on the heels of uh, Trump selling off his naming rights to the Trump Hotel in Washington, D.C., back to the Waldorf Astoria for what I believe was $375 million. And when I saw that uh, kind of liquidity come through, I'm like, okay, what's he doing? And then what, maybe a week or two later, he announces that he's going to be involved in this SPAC, uh, which stands for Special Purpose Acquisition Company. And on a basic level, it's just a shell company that's designed to take private companies public. I've already been critical of this instrument for at least the last year and a half uh, because it seems to be a way to take shitty companies or companies that aren't ready or companies that um, are just seeking to be overvalued because there's too much capital available right now public in a more frictionless way than some of the other means of doing so, like a traditional IPO or a direct listing, which we'll get into that later. It's not something that we're going to talk about today. But so there, there were two things that um, kind of stood out to me about this Trump SPAC. One uh, is Trump standing up this SPAC to fund his social network and, and what are the implications of that? And then two, is Trump going to use this, what will soon be a publicly uh, traded company once it completes the acquisition, going to use this, this public, publicly traded company uh, to influence American politics like publicly traded companies can or any corporation for that matter uh, because of the implications of Citizens United in 1996. And you can Google that. I'm not going to get into that. I'm not a, a lawyer, or nor do I possess a ton of expertise in that area. But maybe that's something we'll also discuss later. Um, so I, I, I think the Trump SPAC is something to pay attention to, as well as this Truth Social, because it's 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 going to impact American politics. I don't care what anybody says. If uh, Trump Trump has not been able to use the uh, normal channels that he's had access to for so many years, like uh, uh, Twitter or Facebook, or even the national or global media. Um, I, I'm afraid that this SPAC is something to pay attention to because uh, inside of it will be Truth Social, 
which we don't even know what that's going to look like. And then also, I think to date, it's created somewhere around seven or $800 million of capital um, that will be at the fingertips of Donald Trump. So I, I was frustrated with the Bloomberg opinion analysis because they were getting so caught up in the capital structure. And uh, the writer got all messed up about what's called a pipe, which is the last leg of capital for a SPAC. Uh, so like if the SPAC sponsors bring me and then the listing on the stock exchange, the empty shell company for $10 a share brings some additional money. Then the pipe comes in as the last leg of capital. And its job is to uh, fill in the remaining needs for acquiring the target company, which again, the Trump SPAC is acquiring a company that uh, I need to do more research on. Normally, when I see a SPAC uh, make an acquisition, or at least announce that it's intend intending to make an acquisition, I know what it's about to acquire. But in this instance, I don't even know if this is about an acquisition as much as it is about getting access to a company that has uh, revenue and a balance sheet that will potentially give it even more access to um, the capital markets as it's doing right now through this spec. And again, is it about the underlying company that the spec is acquiring? Or is it about the fact that Trump is going to use this to build a social media platform? So anyways, I'm going to keep writing about this in the background, and there's a, a lot of other things that I want to talk about, but, but, but I didn't want to follow through on being too critical of the uh, uh, Bloomberg opinion columnist, because literally the debate would probably bore the fuck out of you, and it would literally just be about capital structure and organization. I know most of uh, you, my friends, are not interested in, in that type of talk. But what I would like to occur is if you have friends uh, or if you have people in your circles or if you yourself have been thinking about what Trump's next campaign might look like, um, I, I'd like to start a discussion in the comments of this post about that. It's one thing that my um, Americans made in 2016 is they acted like it was yeah, that Hillary Clinton was going to get elected. And they underestimated Donald Trump. And one of the things that I'd like to do through my writing, as grandiose as it sounds, is try to start intercepting some of this GOP messaging and uh, some of this Trump messaging and, and seeing if there's a way to redirect it or to bat it down or to more, more publicly um, scrutinize it in a way that, um, I don't know, potentially... Uh, minimizes the effectiveness of Trump. And uh, it's not like that is as tall of an order when I'm speaking to you. Yes, you. Because you have influence and you make decisions and you have a lot of other people around you that have influence and make decisions. And so I, I really want to get some dialogue going because I'm going to keep observing what I'm seeing, especially as the um, actual true social media entity launches, because I want to describe it to all of you. And then also um, 
maybe potentially in the future get into more detail about the capital structure and what that means. Um, but the overall idea here is that, to me, it looks like Trump is coming up with some very creative ways, as he always does, to finance his, or one part of financing his next um, campaign. And, uh, and, and so I'm going to be paying attention to it. And again, my initial intention was to dissent with the Bloomberg uh, opinion writer, but I'll come back to that because, again, it's kind of boring. So anyways, hopefully you can post in the comments um, what you know about this Trump stack or what you've thought about in terms of how it may affect American politics if this publicly traded entity is able to direct capital into Trump's campaign or um, what you know about Truth Social. And uh, I'd, I'd like to get some dialogue going on that because um, I think it's important. And I think closing our ears to Trump is foolish because it's clear that he still has a significant amount of influence in American politics. So that's all I got. Hopefully this 10 minutes um, was concise enough for you. And then I'm going to start putting more audio out. I, uh, I plan to put some panels together and host some other things on here. Um, but feel free to reply to me via email uh, if you have feedback on what you'd like to see. And then I hope to start the discussion with, with you in the comments about uh, the Trump's campaign finance and obviously this idea of the social media company called Truth. All right, talk to you guys soon.